0: five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Paul here. I'm hosting the Real Estate Podcast Show and the Everything Toronto Podcast, but today I'm doing something that's kind of a mixture of both things. So it's a little bit about music, a little bit about real estate, and maybe even one extra thing, which is uh, trying to be a good helper, trying to help someone uh, with uh, a mission that they're on to uh, to help save something that is really important to them. So I want to welcome to the show, uh, Taylor, I wanted to welcome you to the show. Hi there. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Paul. Thank you, Taylor, for joining me. Um, so let's get right into what it is that you're um, uh, and you you obviously were connected to me via a mutual friend. So I want to really get right into it so that we don't lose anybody at the uh, whatever that is, uh, the eight or the 10 minute mark with when- when they press uh, next podcast um, I want to make sure that they understand right off the bat, what the hook is and, and why, uh, why we're doing this. So go, go, go right into it, Taylor.
1: Right. So uh, I think the best way to explain this is just kind of touching on the history of everything here. So yeah. I I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter and a voice actor. Um, you know, I I've, I've done very well in those industries um, about eight years ago. uh Me and my good friend Bryn Scott Grimes were looking into finding a place where we could basically just make a rehearsal space um, for our music. And so we found this perfect house where someone had tried to build something in the detached garage um, that was some kind of rehearsal space or exercise studio or something. It was terribly done, but there was something there. And, uh, you know, we started leasing out uh, this house from the landlords.
0: Mm.
1: And basically we, we ended up gutting everything out of there and trying to turn it into a really proper rehearsal space. Um, And, you know, we, we had some contractors who, you know, ultimately what this whole thing became was a, was a pro recording studio. Uh, We, we realized we should really go all out with this and, you know, trusting that we would be, able to buy the house down the line, you know, um, we're just looking for the right time to do that basically. And, you know, the landlords were most of the time open to uh, entertaining offers from us. Mm. Um, So, you know, our intention was always to buy. We, we spent two years making this incredible recording studio out there. Uh, You know, all kinds of amazing people have been through there emerging artists um, as well as like Kiefer Sutherland. Um, uh, I worked with a guy named Eddie Kramer in there for many years who, uh, was, you know, is a genius producer engineer worked with Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles. Um, so, you know, I, we turned a 600 square foot garage into a, you know, a real beautiful pro recording studio. And simply put, so we thought that we had a lease extension till 2023. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Uh, there was a mistake there. Yeah. And uh, the landlords put the place up for sale. And we have a lot of goodwill with them. Uh, they would prefer the house to go to someone who wants to preserve this recording studio, you know, not just like tear it down and and, and make a garden suite or something like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, obviously we have to place an offer. We we kind of did, but it really wasn't sufficient. Um, but, you know, still a very substantial, generous offer if this wasn't such an insane real estate period. Yeah. Um, and we are in a position now where we're just looking for one more, e- either someone to, you know, go in full hog and buy the house, um, and, and, you know, purchase the studio in part or full from us mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just I- enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternatively someone to join a investment group that we have. So there's, um, you know, a, a, a accomplished real estate, couple who are very interested in you know supporting the arts and ultimately transitioning over into maybe running a recording studio so they wanted to have a stake in this okay. um and then there's uh you know basically my father um so and and there's a ton of other people who are very curious about um you know being that third party there's a lot of leads we've been working relentlessly at this the truth is we're, we're in a very awkward situation and yeah. i've had to you know you know we've We've been preparing in the shadows for months to to advertise this effectively, but we also needed to know all the facts and get everything figured out. And yeah. you know, we, we connected the the landlords with a with a re- realtor pair who had actually were involved with the sale of a of a major recording studio that had an apartment above it. Mm-hmm. So something that had some parallels yeah. here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, thinking that that would work to our advantage, and you know, in, in some ways it has. Mm. Um. So it's like, there, there's a lot of goodwill between parties here. It's not just, you know, landlords saying, you know, screw you. We want as much, you know, money as we possibly can. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's an openness to us placing an offer here yes. uh, and, you know, goodwill. And, you know, there's contracts between us and, and all that stuff. Um, so it, but yeah, it's just time is tricky. Time is of the essence. It could be something where, you know, within the next 48 hours, uh, you know, an offer is placed and we have to either present a counter offer mm-hmm. um, or, that offer is accepted and everything's over.
0: So um, let, let me, let me do this from a standpoint of if I was bidding, let's say I was the mm-hmm. agent and I had a client who was bidding because I've sent the information out to a few people and we're just, you know, we're just talking, but in a, in a, in a, hypo in a hypothetical scenario, uh, if my clients were bidding on the place, you then would get the first right of refusal. Is that correct?
1: Um, well, is that how in it terms works? of, in, in terms of viewings, yes. Um, like we can say, no, we, we can't have that person buy right now or you've got to give us 24 hours notice. But besides well, yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: get that. I mean, but as far as yeah. the offer, the the offer process goes, because and this is this is, I guess, no, where we're we, going to we, get. I,
1: I wish I wish we had the authority over what offers are accepted or not, but we don't.
0: No, you no, no. What, what I mean is the first right of refusal in, in a tenancy agreement is that if this was in your tenancy, I don't know if it was because, again, I, we've, only, we've only just met, but if right. it was in your lease agreement where you had something called the first right of refusal, because for building something to this nature, um, you would have wanted to put in a first right of refusal clause. It doesn't sound to me like you did.
1: I, I'm not terribly sure, to be honest with you. I'd have to ask my my business partner about you, that.
0: Yeah, you, you, it probably again it, it it should be where once something and again I just I hope this all works out for you. And again, I want yeah. anybody listening to uh, to be on the side of you know you know. Your, your your journey here. But if someone again, and this is again, that, that's another conversation we can have, but if someone was bidding on the place, and they were again, you know, obviously bidding on the property, you know, you know, talking to the sellers, the, the, the homeowners of the property, um, would they have to involve you at all? Or or is this something that you guys are doing sort of as a uh, sort of a backup plan?
1: Well, yeah, I we're just uh, trying to I, I, I don't think that they have to get us involved at all. I, no, I think okay. that, you know, and and literally there is, you know, a, a cash for keys agreement that has been signed, yeah. you know, a, a generous one, but still, you know, yeah. barely scratches the surface of, you know, the investment of that was put, put it. into yeah, Of course,
0: I, I understand that. It's, um, it's hard to and, to
1: you, that. you know, and, and something where it's like, ultimately, if everything falls apart, we're, we're at least making something. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think in 50 years, people will look at all this as a deeply insulting thing, you know, mm-hmm. that, that the, the arts are treated, uh, you know, so terribly, um, is just heartbreaking to me, you know, like there, there, there aren't the conditions anymore where you can have the new Beatles show up, yeah. um, the way that the, the arts are treated. And, you know, to a, a space like this, uh, fills a very unique gap in the market. Yeah. because typically you have to go to revolution recording or some massive place like that in order to record a full band at the same time professionally where everyone is isolated, you know, cause otherwise you can't mix it properly. You know, if if you just stick a bunch of mics in one room, you know, you're not, you're not really able to uh, mix something effectively well, um, unless it's a very particular room. <laughs> well, and,
0: um, and yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say I'll go as far as saying what I told Joyce is that if, um, is if I had someone right now who was again, um, in that position where they were looking and, and there's a few people that are so I'm just sort of waiting to hear back from them um, about this, you know, possibly, you know, thinking about this as a, you know, as a possible studio for them these are musicians some some of you know some fairly. Um, you know, fairly high high ranking. Um, uh-huh. So these are people that, again, have the means to do this, and, and they may or may uh-huh. not pursue it for themselves. They might just, you know, possibly someone might just buy it. But I'm with you on this, Taylor. I do hope um, that again, anybody who's going through this, cause again, this is a terrible situation that again, the, the, the studio might be lost. So, um, I'm hoping that anybody else who might be going through this, um, you know, definitely has a very good long talk with the owner of the property. If there is one, um, preferably there is no one else besides, you know, you, uh, you know, if, if there's a second round of this, um, preferably there's no one else that you have to go through because of course it. Uh, uh, you know, puts you in a position where this could happen again. Um, but obviously for the for, for the artist who's trying to establish themselves, um, I do hope that this space gets, uh, you know, saved and of course, uh, you know, has a long life because it sounds already like it has, uh, you know, some some you know, some really great stories on. Yeah. That.
1: The, there's the, there's so much still possible from this space. And, you know, we always viewed it as we wanted it to be, you know, the next like, you know, like Motown was basically made in a house. Yeah. you know uh it's it's well
0: the uh, the original boston uh, album was recorded in a basement
1: uh, exactly
0: yeah so it's pretty it's sure boston it's, was
1: actually just yeah. one guy as well yeah. which is interesting
0: but um you're right
1: absolutely yeah yeah but the whole thing here is you know uh in in unassuming spots like this is where you know you know, history is made. And mm. that's really what we saw possible from this space. And there's a lot of people trying to fight with us, you know, even other major recording studios reaching out to us, uh, wanting to bring overflow business here, um, wanting to, you know, provide the house and studio to, you know, their overseas clients. So they have a place to stay and create, um, you know, write and, and demo uh, in the midst of, you know, recording at other studios, you know, mm. all, all kinds of things that are possible with a, with a spot like this. Um, and I should also clarify that, it doesn't just have to be someone musical who would uh, invest in this, you know, yeah. um, really uh, this last investor that we need in our group, it could be someone who just wants to invest in Toronto real estate, get those capital gains, but just literally can't afford entire house. And mm-hmm. and this is a way that you can, you know, save that complication, plus basically live on in the house on your own if you wanted to, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, the, there's two stories to it and there's a basement apartment. As well. So, you know, there, there's a lot of flexibility for it as a uh, rental income property, you know, turning it into a rooming house if you wanted to. Um, in, in terms of the studio, basically how that has to work is it's kind of a separate arrangement um, from the house. So there's the house, which, you know, there's a, a you know, a, the, they're asking 1.45 uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, this studio. Basically, if you're just buying the house, then our obligation is to tear everything out of there. Okay. Um, so you know you're 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 not you know getting a studio um simply put and and then there's an additional fee um that we can be very flexible with um for purchasing the studio in part or in full, you know yeah, um okay. you know we just we would basically just ask for us a, like a, a small amount upfront that kind of offsets the the cash for keys from the landlords mm-hmm. um that way, you know it's like okay, cool, so we don't have to worry about that, and you know, uh, you know it, and you know you can see it in tears. You know, so if you wanted to say just purchase the leasehold improvements, so that's like the triple drywall and the resilient channel and the, the uh, acoustic panels and the raised mm-hmm. floors. You know, mm-hmm. all all the, all that work. You know, we're asking for significantly less than something like that would take to build on your own, especially yeah. in today's you know COVID climate, yeah. where you know wood and construction supplies and contractors are so expensive. So. Um, you know, we would be asking like hundred K for that. Uh, and you know, that, that not only allows us the security of knowing, okay, this space is somehow preserved. It's, it's still, um, you know, contributing to the arts. It's still, you know, we can be proud parents looking from the sidelines. We're okay with that. You know, someone doesn't, someone doesn't want to buy the gear, doesn't want to buy the business. That's okay. You know, we can, we can take that gear, take that business elsewhere. It's just about being able to preserve this, this space, Um, and then obviously the compensation from that allows us to comfortably move on with our lives Mm -hmm. without, you know, losing a business, Mm -hmm. you know, losing this whole institution that we've created, um, prematurely, you know, where we were going to gracefully transition away from running it over the next two years. But because of this, this error with the lease, um, we've, we've been forced to just kind of deal with this all at once. And it's, it's a, it's a horrible situation to be in and it's horrible for the arts and it's just. It's just, um, you know, people can still absolutely, you know, cover their mortgage and then some off a property like this, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we and we've we've done we've crunched the numbers to prove that Mm -hmm. Um, it's just truly about finding someone willing to take a leap and do the right thing for the arts rather than, you know, just, you know, look at how much money they can conceivably make off a property and only consider things like that. You know, there's investments can look a lot of different ways. Absolutely Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's anyway, so all, all to say that even if someone just wants to purchase the leasehold improvements and make their own studio in there, or, yeah. you know, use it, use it as their personal space, whatever it is, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You uh, can break down a lot of different ways. Um, and, you know, alternatively, you know, if, if there's an investor who wants to come in and, you know, just um, benefit off of the capital gains of the property, as well as a little bit of a percentage uh, per month um, from uh, the studio business, mm. something like that can be arranged as well, mm. uh, as long as it allows the business to continue to function. Yeah. Probably in a case like that, you would want the basement apartment to be used as kind of like a, uh, you know, like a, like a green room for the mm. recording studio or something like that. And that can also be rented out or, or uh, managed by me, turned into an Airbnb, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's a, it's a complex thing. I'm doing my best to explain it all uh, succinctly. Um, but uh, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone else who's who's curious about this and um, and they can either book some, they can contact us through uh, silverthornstudios.ca slash for sale, yep. uh, which is where we've, made a uh, a really in-depth video i i spent like you know a lot of basically making it on our own because again we're artists we don't have we don't have obscene amounts of money to be even promoting something like this yeah. and and we've yeah. been we've been forced to sacrifice our income from the space while we have it mm-hmm. in order to try and advertise this um going it's david versus goliath it's mm-hmm. the goliath of you know um Crazy rich people who just want to buy uh, properties because it's a safer place to put their money and yeah. don't even care about how much they're spending on it um, versus, um, you know, th- the arts, you know, and it, just because something is is harder to uh, quantify doesn't mean it's not valuable.
0: Yeah. Um, no, and, and I think where you've left it right now, Taylor is the perfect place because just like yeah. a good song or just like a good movie. I want people to ha- want to know more. I want people to want to yep. reach out to you. So the yep. best way is via the website. And is there yeah. another uh, email or something else that they can contact yeah, yeah. you? I mean,
1: you, can, you can also just contact us at silverthornstudios at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and yeah, time is, time is of the essence. Uh, we really look forward to hearing from you. Um, you. there's a, there's a link to the MLS on that for sale page. Yeah. Um, if you, want, if you want to see the nuances of the property, but, but it's not going to be mentioning the studio in that listing is yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and, and we, we, we're really just looking for, for one person to come in and, and take the leap here and, um, and we can, you know, show you a, a, a draft of a, uh, a co-investors agreement that's been, you know, vetted by everyone. So we're trying to make everything as transparent and clean and safe for everyone and amicable yep. for everyone as possible um we just need that that last person yeah. simple yeah yeah
0: absolutely again i really want to thank you for taking the time to join me on the podcast today and i'm going to make sure that uh, as many people as possible can uh tune in and hopefully reach out to you to uh you know to make this happen and again obviously i'm happy in this case being behind the scenes but if it happens to be uh again one of my wonderful listeners who's uh, thinking about maybe already uh you know having this direction and uh, just needed a reason that uh uh, by all means, I'll, I'll be in touch for that reason. But again, once again, thanks, Taylor, for joining me. And um, again, good luck with uh, this process of saving the studio. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me.
1: No problem.